Welcome back, everybody. Episode 33 of the Merch Podcast. Uh, another special guest for you today. Belta. 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 He's even shaved. <laughs> shaved himself, isn't everything? Freshly Aye. shaved. <laughs> yes, freshly shaved. I'm just back from Turkey, actually. I had a, a, a hair transplant. Did you actually? No. No. <laughs> 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 Fuck, he's got us already in my 30 seconds in. Uh, <laughs> you, mate. <laughs> Bye. So, just before we, we introduce uh, our guest, just a wee bit of housekeeping again. So, this uh, episode of the, the podcast is sponsored by Sphere, Pod, uh, Sphere McDonald Hodge Media. Um, so, again, big thanks to Steve for helping us out with our media. Um, some trailers. We've got a, an interview with Kenny and I called Gavin and Kenny on the couch coming soon as well. Um, so, again, big thanks to Steve. <laughs> so, Today's guest, if you've not already figured it out, is um, Scottish comedian and actor Darren Connell. So, Darren, pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. I do realise a lot of people will be thinking, is he fucking dying if they've only seen, <laughs> like, see if they've watched Scott Squad and then see me right now? They're like, is this an appeal for help? Like, <laughs> you, should, you stick him on me a mask and all that one. Two pounds a month, you can help Mr. Coral. Hi, I need a lung transplant. Can anybody help me? <laughs> <laughs> any, any spare lungs going about? <laughs> when you've the Guinness for, are you drinking pints of Guinness, eh? I'm oh, my. We had, oh, uh, Dara, we had um, a guy called the Guinness Guru, Dara, a boy from Dublin on the other day. Uh, basically, his job is just to, well, not his job, but his, his hobby and he's trying to make it his job is he basically travels around Ireland reviewing pints of Guinness in every pub. Um, so he, he came on and gave us a wee masterclass on how to pour a can, which you better just do that into the into the glass. Technical so, stuff. So, Highly technical so stuff. That was the first Guinness I had in I don't know how long, so I quite enjoyed it. So I thought, eh, be special occasion, I'll have another couple. So, Aye, I, bought, nice. so, I, so I bought eight of them. Do you like a Guinness, um, Dan? Do you like a Guinness? I used to, I used to drink Guinness all the time, I, but when I was younger, I used to drink it all the time, man. It made me struggle with my weight and it gives you a different type of drunk as well. You get absolutely steaming at it. <laughs> the hangovers are different and all, but uh, yeah, what, I used to like a Guinness. The toilet? You mean you're in the toilet the next day is a bit rough, isn't it? Guinness job. Oh. It's like, back in the day, they're like, half a pint of Guinness is good for you, but we're all having fucking 20 pints of Guinness. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> captain for 30 Guinness. Aye, that was really good. High in iron. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, mate, see, see everybody you've been telling uh, since you came on, like my missus, what's she like, Kenny? I said, do I come on before we go on and say hi? She's like, no, no. Because she, she's, she, you're her favourite character, obviously, in Scott Squad. Um, I don't mind that, Jerry. So it was a bit, it's funny everybody we've been telling has been excited for this one. So, Oh, thank I, you very much. Yeah. And how's it been going? That's episode 33, isn't it? 33, yeah. Right. We only started, uh, started in May um, this year. So we'd spoke about it, obviously, and then lockdown happened and it was like kind of a prime opportunity, wasn't it? To, to kind of start. Aye, aye just getting tapped. It's been, it's been going well. You did so. your own podcast as well, didn't you? I did, um, but I've kind of stopped and started it. Um, at the start of lockdown, I did about 17 or something. Mm-hmm. Like anything else in my life, I've done it for 17 days in a row, and then I just chucked it. <laughs> but it went, it was going well. I got a good couple of guests on it, and 
But I don't know why I stopped it. I, just, I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be known as the podcast guy. I'd rather be known as a comedian. But aye, aye. Um, there's no shame in having a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. I don't even know. I'm just a lazy bastard. I'm a lazy bastard. That's <laughs> it. Is, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad saying I don't want to be known as a guy that does a podcast. Fuck, fuck him. Doing a podcast. <laughs> no, it's good fun, but. Um, I'll probably bring it back. Aye. Well, you had, as you say, some of the guests you had on, like I'd watched, I've actually watched the episode with Gradle. I've watched it twice now. Uh, oh, good. Because the one I was brilliant. He's a, he's a cracking laugh, eh? Aye, he's a good lad. What you see is what you get, by the way. Is, uh, that's not a character. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, what we see is the what we get for you if you're talking about Bobby and Scott Squad, anyway. <laughs> that, that, that'd have been an interesting podcast, wouldn't it? Hi, any jelly babies? <laughs> <laughs> Do you use much Power Rangers? <laughs> I love the Power Rangers. Man. <laughs> well, you go, you go, uh, but so, how first of all, how's lockdown been for you? I know it's obviously been difficult with like comedy and all the shows, like they shows exactly and acting as well. Like, um, that was all kind of halted. So, what's it been yeah. like? <laughs> Well, like everybody else, uh, at the start for the first maybe two weeks when everything was starting to get cancelled and stuff, it was I struggled uh, because Scott Squad get cancelled on set as we were filming and then Panto stopped and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of financial kind of uh, worries and uh, being a comedian, it's like kind of paycheck to paycheck. So it was like instant what am I going to do with my life? But I see myself thinking, I've got two paths here. I can go down the depressed road, which I always go down, or I can just embrace it. It's probably been the best thing that's happened to me now. Like, Aye. I don't drink or anything anyway. So I've not drank for a couple of years. So I just hit a fitness kick, took it a day at a time, tried to remain positive and just accepted what was happening because no matter what happens, we're fucked. So I might as well <laughs> be positive about it instead of being depressed about it. It's a good way to look about it, eh? 100%. Because you've so, like a shitload of weight though, eh? Yeah, I've lost a couple of stone, mate. I'm not too sure how much I've lost in total, but I think at my heaviest, I was about 20 stone. So I don't know uh, what I am now. stone, eh? Aye, man. You tall? Aye. You really tall? I think I'm just under six. I think I'm 5'11". I'm sure I'm a. Oh man, that must have contributed to the fact that we say you used to go down like the whole kind of depressed route. That obviously wouldn't have helped there. So, oh, therefore, <laughs> you did. I mean, it's so cliched, but see the yar what you eat and yar what you drink and stuff. It's so uh-huh. true, man. See if you eat shite, you're going to feel like shite. <laughs> it took me thirty years to realise it, <laughs> but it started off. Thirty-two, I, man. I've not realised it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mate, honestly, it just hits you. Like, see, one day I was cli- I was going into my mum's street and I take a shortcut and I climb over a fence to get to her house quicker. And um, when I climbed over the fence, I walked up the hill and I thought my heart was going to fucking explode. And <laughs> it was just that moment that made me think, I better do, I better sort this out. Aye. But before you- then, I was just not giving a fuck. <laughs> I remember you saying on uh, your podcast with Grado and you were, you were talking about how when you used to go for the bus, get off the bus or something and go into the kebab shop and you could eat like a kebab for the bus stop back to your house or something. <laughs> Aye. And then get back to my house and be like, what's for dinner? 
<laughs> I've no eight in four days. You grew up in Springburn, is that right? Yes, mate, yeah. Springburn. Springburn, born and raised. Um, so we, we stone throw away for me as well. Are you, where are you? I was in Milton, I grew up in Milton. All right, good man. Uh, what school so, did you go to? Yeah, we all since. All since. No, I went to my primary was St. Matthews, oh, and yeah. then my high school was Tumble. Tumble. On the bricks. How did you do at high schools? How did you do well at high school? Oh, I was terrible, man. Can I swear? Yeah. Can oh, I swear? Of course, you can. Maybe you are. I was shite. <laughs> <laughs> I was foundy. I was basically foundy in everything apart from music and uh, English. I was already at English, but I never had any interest in school at all. I wasn't a bad pupil, but I just couldn't adjust to it at all. Uh, yeah. What about yours? Shite. Shite, aye. <laughs> <laughs> a common theme here with people who are doing some things like this who are all fucking terrible in school, eh? <laughs> I, uh, but I found that school was just too... You need to be here at this at that time. And just, aye. It wasn't for me. Shite. We spoke about this uh, two podcasts ago, I think, Kenny. We were saying what the way you get spoke to and stuff like that is like maybe you were trying to go up a bit too quick, but I just couldn't, I couldn't take to somebody saying... You know, you boy, come here. You know, fuck off. I'm not interested. Um, but surely, growing up in growing up in Springburn, that must have gave you some material for for later life in comedy. Yeah, must have. Oh, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I did a joke. Uh, Springburn. Springburn's a type of place when you walk down the street and if you see shite on the pavement, you go, "That's not a dog." <laughs> But it is what it is. Uh, I'm not actually. I'm like on the line of Springburn and Bushy. So when I'm talking to a bird, I say I'm from Bushy Briggs. See when people used to ask me, "Where's Milton?" I've never heard of Milton. I'd always say, "Oh, it's in you know Bushy Briggs. It's just just to the side of Bushy Briggs." I wouldn't say it's in between Porto and Springburn. (laughs) (laughs) So. Aye. I'm basically on the line of the Welcome to Eastern Bartonshire and I'm oh, right. on that line. There you go. Because <laughs> um, I'd seen that, uh, one of the articles that was saying that you for Springburn but you then moved to Bishop Brick and I thought, oh, moving up in the world oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving for Springburn to, to my house, fucking back in with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you used to work in Asda as well, is that right? Yeah, I worked up in Asda, Rob Royston, for about seven years. I worked in Safeway in Bishop Briggs as well. Oh, that was my first Safeway? job. Safeway, man. Wow. Is when I left school, £3.45 an hour. That with the wage was high. It's a good I remember getting that, no? I got £3.64 for working in JD when I was 16. <sighs> Horrendous, isn't it? That is grim. That's madness. That is pretty sad to flip back. Well, I don't know what £3 goes back in the day, but. Must have been no, it was a bump. It was an absolute <laughs> bump. Aye. Honestly, it was like six days a week and it's like £95 a week or something. Just disgraceful. That's crazy, isn't it? Aye. Pure Aye. slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an apprentice fucking uh, JD worker, that was. An apprentice uh, JD worker? Because apprentice, like when you start as an apprentice, you get, you get paid. No, no, for, no for that, man. No for, not an apprentice to be what, a sales assistant. No, oh, a joiner or something. <laughs> ah, right. I thought you were trying to say that JD are out. Be an apprentice with JD and 
no, no, not at all, mate. No, not at all. That'd be shite. But I so I read. I think it was a BBC article. <clears throat> I read that, and they were saying like how obviously when you worked in you worked in Asda, but you were still trying to kind of that was you starting to try try your kind of hand at comedy. And you got to the was it the finals of Scottish Comedian of the Year or something like that? And you thought you had to pull a sickie. To you. <laughs> I basically. Um, <sighs> The Scottish comedy, uh, what is it called again? The Scottish comedian of the year was my fiftieth gig, and I got to the uh-huh. final on my fiftieth gig, and Asda when they gave me off, <laughs> and I was just like, "Are you actually being serious? You actually think I'm going to come in and do my shift?" And they were like, "Well, you need to do your shift." Yeah, no bother. So I done a gig at the O2. I think there was maybe seven hundred people there. Wow, man. it was uh, crazy. It was an amazing gig. I did. Uh, I started off in Charlie Ross's comedy course at the Metropolitan College, right. and it was only ten weeks. And when I started, I was on my tenth gig, and within the ten weeks, I got up to fifty. So it's mad how things work out. But obviously, I still worked in ASDA for years and years, and then I just mm-hmm. finally thought, "Fuck this, man! <laughs> just I need to pursue it." it. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up pursuing it? Like, were you funny at school and just? Funny. I, w- I wouldn't say I was. I wasn't funny. I don't know. Like uh, I was a bit of a loner, but I was like mad for. Always loved films, loved comedy. It wasn't until like a couple of teachers told me I was a class clown, but they says they they liked me. I wasn't a dick. You were a likable class clown then. Aye. 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 Uh, but I wasn't like uh, half my nut or anything. I just kind of. Kept myself to myself. Is that you cracking under the can of Guinness? Can I get me in yeah, trouble for holding on camera last week? So I'm going to explain that with the kind of studio holding it, watching them on the camera, saying, Can you see me, dearest? Look how good I'm holding this. <laughs> we had the fucking Guinness guru on, I was trying to get him to approve, right? Have you ever heard of a, what's the drink? Is that an Irish car bomb? No. No, what is that? <laughs> I think it's Bailey's Guinness. And there's a shot of something in it and milk, maybe. See if you don't drink it within 15 seconds, it curdles. It gets you absolutely out your bin, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What do you need milk in it for? I don't know. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't drink. (laughs) (laughs) Probably probably so you can drink it quicker, you know what I mean? Because you know it's going to curdle, so you just need to drink Uh, it. I don't know. The the Guinness guru has heard of the fruit. He started kind of mixing with Guinness. And he done like a blue wicked, a half blue wicked, and then half Guinness. So I tried that the other night when he was on. It was beautiful, man. It was really nice. Aye, nice. Some, of the ones, some of the ones he's done though look fucking horrible, eh? Horrible. Aye, aye. How, how did you? Anyway, anyway, hey, Dan, how did you end up into films? <laughs> uh, like, uh, I'd say my granddad. My granddad got me into films. Did like they? when I was younger, he was mad for. You know, have you heard of the Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy and stuff? Laurel and Hardy, Laurel Hardy yeah. I've heard of Laurel Hardy, yeah. Well, uh, he used to, like, collect old film posters and stuff. And when I used to go into his room, he had, like, Groucho Marx posters and all that kind of stuff, Charlie Chaplin. And he huh. got me into that. It was, like, TCM, I think, on the... The, when it was I the TV channels. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. So I just always had this fascination with it, a love for it. And then when I grew up, I started watching my own thing and my own comedy. But I think my 
I, I used to just watch Laurel and Hardy. And then when I was old enough to watch the TV by myself, um, I started watching Shooting Stars with Fitch and Bob. And that just changed my life. That just Aye. was unbelievable. I felt like I get hooked into a dripper drugs and I was like, I need, I need more of this. Do you remember but the tune my... for it? Do you remember the wee tune for Shooting Stars? Aye, aye. Aye, aye. Do you remember Do you want me to sing it? <laughs> can I... <laughs> I was going to see if you can sing it, man. Just get stuck right in. Yeah. Do you, did you watch Shooting Stars? No, I, I definitely know the name of it, mate, but I don't think I've seen aye, it. it used to be... Oh, uh, mate. The big, the dove from above and all that mm. sort of stuff, mate. Oh, it was so funny, man. Aye. Jake? Have you seen... Sorry, sorry, just, just anyway, have yeah. you seen Taskmaster? Have you heard of that? I have actually, but what is it again? It's it's the big tall guy for uh, the in between us. He's the host and he's got an R guy beside him and five kind of like comedians going it and they get gained absurd tasks today for ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Bob Mortimer was on it. And he's just so funny, man. It's just natural how funny is it's no like you see what you see is what you get really with him. If he can't be yeah. doing a task, he was just like, ah, I'm not doing this, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. And he just walk yeah. out and they cut back to the show and like, why did you not do it, Bob? He went, well, I don't know how to do it, so what's, what's the point in wasting your time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get man, don't worry. <laughs> he's got funny bones, isn't he? Like a lot yeah. of comedians try too hard. He's just naturally. he's just naturally funny, man. I've seen them live, actually, Vic and Bob at the Clyde Auditorium a couple of years ago, maybe about four, four and a half years ago, Bob had a health scare and it got cancelled and then it got brought yeah. back and it was amazing, man. I get quite emotional watching them, actually, even though it was, it was so nostalgia. stupid. Just uh, nostalgia and just like thinking, because all my comedy heroes are the Marx Brothers and Charlie Chaplin. That's the 30s and 40s. Right. I'd only class Vic and Bob as my modern day. Modern day. Oh, really? Gender comedy heroes. So I never knew they'd done. I know, obviously, if you seen them on Taskmaster, that there was like, oh, I didn't know he was a comedian. I thought they were just presenters of shooting stars and a couple of other shows. I didn't know they were mm. actual proper stand up comedians. I don't think they do stand up comedy. No. So they just do live. So like when they. It was good, but it was like getting on a bit. Do you know what I mean? They were, they're so physical at their comedy, you could tell. Bob was like when they were kneeling down or stuff or they were going on the flare they were kind of struggling to stand up and all that but <laughs> it is what it is uh, aye, aye. my, my hero is my hero she like obviously being in, in comedy and stuff like that do you feel yourself always kind of leaning towards like that, that comedy sort of genre of films as well or are you quite open to any sort of genre I love all films. I was speaking about the cine world getting shut down this week. Um, I was gaining it. It was devastating because... Where are they going to turn that into? I don't know. I don't know. Because that was the tallest cinema in Europe. When it was built, aye. So I'd imagine that it's going to open back up. It's just shut down for the time being, but how long is the time being? It could be two years or whatever. Aye. Uh, they're one of the top, well, I don't know about any other ones in America. I know they're in America as well, so but they're one of the, the biggest companies about. So uh, fuck it, it's bad news for cinemas, eh? Oh, it's mental, man. Everybody, uh, everybody in that sector, and it? it's just shite. It's just... That's where you used to go when you're a wee guy and 
on Friday, go out, go, go, go to the cinema. Like you thought you had a pure night out. Remember, do you ever remember a film called The Others with Nicole Kidman? Others, no, no. It's a pure, sh- it was shite, right? <laughs> and for some reason, I went to see it seven times during the summer holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it was pure shite just to get it <laughs> just to because I just like your cinema did you go but to I, the, sorry there you go no you go, you go I was just going to say did you go to the cinema once it uh, lockdown kind of eased that kind of transition period is now getting back into a kind of half a loving but did you go I, I did I went to see Bill and Ted uh, the new Bill and Ted it wasn't good nah, at all and then I went to see another one with Russell Russell Crowe, it was called Unhinged. Right. Now, I don't think it was supposed to be funny, right? But he's about <laughs> 30 stone in it, right? And it's about a guy who has a mental breakdown and he just goes about curling cunts. And you're like, the last time I seen him was in Gladiator and he was built like a brick shit house. And now it's just like, what's happened? But it was, I don't know, I found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was good. I like him in ages, man. See Russell Crowe, I think, I'm sure it was him, he was in the other guys, we him in the, what do you call it? No, no, the other guy, sorry. Ryan Gosling, it's the one with Ryan Gosling. And him, and it's like set in the 70s, did you see that one? The two of them, he's, uh, he's like a crook. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I can't remember that one. Yeah, I can't remember I probably, have, I probably have seen it. Yeah, but that was the first time I'd seen Russell Crowe in a film, for, it felt like fucking years. Because I felt mm. he just disappeared off the face of the earth, and then... All of a sudden, he's getting back now. Thirty stone, obviously. You should watch. But, I'm no, I'm no fat shaming him. He's an absolute legend. But aye. Uh, I'd, I'd watch it. He's, he's fell for the dizzying heights of being gladiator. To <laughs> not, not gladiator. He's maybe eight gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's metal, yeah. But see, see, just getting back to your your comedy. So, what was this? So you obviously mentioned that you were you'd been to that kind of was it Chrissy Ross. That what you said? Uh, Charlie Ross. Charlie Ross. Chrissy oh. Ross is a comedian, no, isn't he? Aye, aye, I'm aye, not Chrissy. Uh, a, a lot of comedians do that course, don't they? Sorry, Gav. I just have to jump in a bell. There's two. Uh, Charlie Ross doesn't do his course anymore. Uh, but the most popular one, I would say, is Viv G. And I never did Viv G's course. It's What's beneficial. That? They don't make you funny. I mean, you're either aye, funny or you're not funny. Aye, they teach you about the industry and they teach you like what an open spot is, what a main support is, kind of green room respect, all that kind of stuff. But they won't teach you how to be funny. You're either a diamond in the rough or you're just no funny. That's yeah, you're just rough. <laughs> Aye, that's it. So, see when you said that you'd, you'd already done 10 gigs when you went there, what was your, can you remember how, how you came about your first gig? Would you just phone people and say, like, listen, can I come in? Was it open mic or what is it? My very first gig was at the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow and yeah. it was a Tuesday night at Red Raw. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. that I, I was first gig, but I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it a I, than it. See if you remember my first gig, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> I died on my arse. It was horrific. <laughs> Still haunts yeah. my dreams. i tell you how long ago it was. Uh, Celtic were playing Benfica and Kenny Muller scored two goals. Fuck That's sake. how long ago it was. Wow, man. <laughs> there you go. Talk us through it. Talk us through it, man. I know it's worth bringing up your pure your horror. Like, but 
I can't really remember much because I started because I was so nervous. Um, I started drinking stupidly at four pm. Um, the doors, the doors of the stand opened at half seven. So by the time I got to the stand, I was paralytic, steaming. Uh, I've told this story a few times, but for some reason, I went into a, a charity shop and I bought a three-piece suit, thinking that it would be funny. And I bought a top, a top hat for Tam Shepherds. Oh, I fucking nice. I walked into the stand where I sit on wearing my top hat out my bin <laughs> <laughs> we should laugh about it now I know oh, man Gary, Gary, Gary Little was a compere that night and he, until recently he always just a member of your first gig I was like oh no yeah. he's Gary Little was a big guy the big bald guy isn't he aye aye, aye. he's aye. a good lad I remember his what, what year that Celtic game was do you remember it 2006 maybe Oof. a long time ago wasn't it 2007 17th October mate you, that was that aye there you go man do you remember any any of your material for that night at all no because you were that pissed no I was see because I used to study television production and sound recording right I wanted to do drama but I was too nervous so I went and did TV and then when I went and did TV I realised it wasn't for me started being a class clown and a boy in the class was like, you should do stand-up. I had no idea what stand-up comedy was. Never heard of the stand in my life. But when he told me, all you need to do is write five minutes, so I kind of had an idea. Uh, it was just like hundreds of brain farts on a bit of paper. <laughs> all your cliched shit, like, you know, that way you're like, oh, I come for Paisley. is like a punchline or uh -huh. I am brew or fucking Greg's. It was, it was all that shit. It was just anybody get Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't even as good as that. But I think I, I started, I started getting laughs because I was drunk and then people were like, oh, he's just steaming. So it, it wasn't as, a, it wasn't as, for a first gig, I don't think it was as bad as what, it normally is yeah, but it was still it was still fucking awful I never did it again until I was 22 that's how yeah. much it shocked me man it haunted my dreams and then I seen I was in college I was studying to be a barber right. and I was I was dogging class I was just walking about the college <laughs> and I seen a poster I just done that can I go to the toilet and then I just walked about the, the entire college <laughs> and I seen a poster in the wall and it said Charlie Ross's comedy course and then that's when I thought I'm going to I'm going to go to that get into that so what was your what was your next so what kind of change then for, obviously you said they, they don't teach you how to be funny that's just something that you've got but so what's the difference between obviously being paralytic is probably a big factor in it, but what can I change for your first gig or first 10 gigs to then push you on to the next 40? Well, I did have a self-awareness, I think, and I did think, I think I am funny, but I just, I've never had any experience of being on a stage in my life, so it will be nerves, I'm just no used to it. Mm -hmm. So I'll go and give myself another chance, and if, I'm, if I do die in mass, then I will stop. And I went and did that again. I was supposed to do five minutes and I did maybe three minutes. But I remember getting two laughs that were like, oh, I, like, I've never had this before. And then it made me realise I better respect this industry. I'll go down to the stand and all the other comedy clubs and just constantly watch mm -hmm. stand-up comedy. And it just gave us a hunger to, 
to pursue it. And then through his course and meeting other comedians, it kind of took away my nerves. But that was a problem for me. Uh, nerves. Nerves. Nerves, aye, big time. Oh, I can imagine, 100%. I could yeah. never, ever, ever imagine doing it, eh? I just think it's... Mate, if, if I was no acting, because it's, it's, you, you, you need to know you're the person writing it, presenting it, and you need to present it in the right manner. And Bring it on Crumble, man, before right out my ass. <laughs> Good night, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How, how many, see if you had to kind of estimate, how many gigs do you think you've done altogether? I don't know. I always remember meeting a comedian in the back of the stand, and he was like, many gigs have you done? And I said, four. <laughs> and then I done that to him, many gigs have you done? And he's like, thousands. And I was like, what? How do you do that? So, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, it, it must it must be a thousand. Right. Like, maybe more. Because that's been, like, I'm 33 now. So, I, honestly, I don't know, man. It must be close to a thousand. Aye. Because you've done the fringe as well, haven't you? I've done a full fringe run. I've done the classical comedy festival. I had that all planned for next year. I was going to do a wee Scottish tour. I had a, I think I had a seventeen date Scottish tour planned, and uh, I was going to do the fringe again. I was looking at the Leicester comedy festival, but well, that's fucked now. Right. <sighs> nah, everything's fucked. Think about. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? That can be the sound clip great. for this podcast. Things up on Everything's fucked. Everything's fucked. Did you did you ever think about doing the, the Zoom? You know, people doing gigs through Zoom and all that sort of stuff. Did you think I might do that? Or? No, I couldn't do Zoom. I did one gig at the stand. Uh, they were doing a live Facebook stream, and there was no, uh, there was no audience so I never done a gig in 110 days I turn up at the stand the guy sets up the tripod and he says see that red light in the tripod pretend that that's your audience and I was first on and I went up and I did five minutes to an empty room for the first time in 110 days and I remember walking off and being drenched in sweat thinking god that was awful I watched it back and it was alright but it just wasn't a stand-up comedy. Like, see, then it was a crowd. It's just you not the same. Vibe, didn't you? Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of improv. I see daft echoes. I see daft anything in the crowd. And see, just doing it to nothing. It was just weird. Aye. Uh, one, one of your previous guests we had, we had Des Clark on. Uh, I think it was episode, episode 10 or something. And he, he was doing some of the Zoom gigs. Mm-hmm. And he was he was being polite about it. But I, you can tell it just wasn't a... Wasn't he right, was it? I think there's, I mean, that, nah. a Zoom gig, for as much as there is a wee tiny delay, you can get a, a bit of back and forth with people, but nothing over. You know, you can't beat a live crowd if you're a comedian. That would be my biggest fear. But you know, really I, It made me kind of, I dipped my toe in to see what it was like and it made me realise I'll just wait until crowds come back. Uh, I, I'm missing it and stuff, but I'm not going to... It'd be like a snooker player using a twig. 
instead of your Q. What's the point in that? <laughs> so have you been writing more material in that for this, or is it kind of you need life experience to get stuff like that done? Or? Nah, I've not really been, I wrote a short horror film, a 10 minute horror film, and uh, I remember see the first week when I found out that I lost everything, like literally lost everything, thousands of pounds of work, Scott Squad get cancelled, and my brother done it, so have you wrote any jokes? I lost <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect, Simon. That was perfect, man. <laughs> My brother was like, yeah, so have you wrote any jokes? I was like, eh, I want to fucking kill myself, mate. What about that? So I've not really, I've wrote a couple of things, but maybe no as, uh, as much as what I used to. But it's a, it's a muscle. As soon as I get back into it, I'll, I'll pick it up. Do you, know, do you know what I love? It? Uh, Kenny will tell you, I see... Oh, your videos that you put on Twitter and stuff like that? Ah, uh, oh, see, see the one, do you know how I found it so funny, right? Because we, we work in a gym, right? And uh, <coughs> when you put up the one about uh, Kaiser Speed Day in Springburn Sauna, <laughs> I was fucking howling because that is the people you meet in a sauna. Aye, <laughs> that's real life experience for me, I know by the way, it's it? just like a, a, mundle, a bundle of people just pressed together <laughs> that I've met in real life. You heard of the 4am club? Oh, it's fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> what gyms do you, do you work in the same gym together? Aye, aye. work in the village. Mm-hmm. village. It's in a hotel, mate, a village hotel. Uh, aye, aye. Glasgow, so I've got a wee leisure club in there, so... But it was, ah, it was fucking hilarious. So, did you kind of focus more on things like that then when you when you were kind of? I know that I think that was back in February or March you'd done that. So that was kind of pre-lockdown. But did you? I know you've posted quite a lot, obviously since then. Was that a kind of focus to keep you doing something material-wise? Uh, yeah, I've been. I've put up a couple of videos since then, um, uh, just to keep the juices flowing. But I've kind of came up with a couple of characters. I think I'm going to film one one in a couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that but I think I'm going to go into the character kind of stuff and just adjust to the times really I won't, I won't get a twitch man everybody's got a fucking twitch I don't even know what that is what is I don't know what how is it works we, in the past, we, 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 we went to kind of we went to like we sat down we like, what do a podcast like what can we do and I'd heard a twitch it's like live streaming so people tip you essentially oh so it sounds good now, doesn't it? You get me. So I people watch you live, and if they enjoy what they see, they, they tip you whatever it whatever it is, and they follow. Sorry, you mostly yeah. uh, see that for like gamers and stuff. But I, like, I know there's more exactly. on it, but it's more for like gamers and like, well, for what I've seen anyway. Uh, but if somebody's looking to tip you, then fucking do right. I'll be on it. I've never really had a good experience with online stuff. I remember years ago when I was on Open Spot, I started this campaign as a piss take. It was selling my friendship. And the son done a story on it. Darren Connell's going to sell his friendship. It was I was just trolling, right? <clears throat> people started bidding. It went up to a couple of hundred quid and people were like, oh, can we go to the cinema or that kind of shit? It wasn't even <laughs> that funny. I don't even know why I've done it. And then obviously guys were like, how much to pump them? <laughs> eh? Pure sinister, how much for your ass, mate? <laughs> nah, I'm like 24 year old open spot, like that. <laughs> Knew I'd be like that, 60 quid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, I was like, how dare you talk to me like that? Right now, I'd be like, mate, I'll come to your house, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, it's in your world shut, we'll just go in there, we'll need to know. Hi. Do you want me to stay the night, man? Fuck's sake, I'll stay tomorrow, I know. <laughs> You'd have to phone the fucking police and me, never mind the other way about. Hey. Alright. I think back, um, when, when did you have 24? Like, the internet's pure, I think it's changed see every three or four oh, years the internet it's just oh, something man. totally different man have you watched any of the the, the great hack or the social dilemma I've tried my hardest to stay away from the social dilemma because I know that I'm a, I'll, de- I'll delete all my social media if I watch it so I've, I've cut down on my social media anyway I don't watch my news feed or anything like that plus I've got nothing to hide anyway I just fucking post shit. so have you watched it mm. I have I've watched the first half of it and it's just pure creepy man uh, you, Kenny's already like, he's his social media and he's only watched uh, half of it it's creepy it's really creepy aye <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's naked is it uh, but, but it's, see see the thing see what you said there uh, see what you said Darren like you've nothing to hide we've spoken about it was one of the earlier podcasts we we kind of touched on like the government listening to you and blah 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 and my kind of take on it was well if the government wanted to listen to me talking shite and slabbering when I'm eating my dinner like I'm not into it as if I'm plotting a big fucking you know what I mean disaster or, I don't really care pure wink you your words there but didn't you I did I <laughs> I'm probably you know me <laughs> <laughs> definitely know me phone but, uh, I like that the new button there eh? but all these I don't want to pure go into it too deep but if anybody starts talking shite to me about flat earth and uh <laughs> Covid and 5G towers normally they all smoke cash do you know what I mean there's a kind of there's a common theme a reoccurring theme I mate that's how I've gotten my hair I, I fucking lick plan <laughs> I look like I've half licked one <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking everyone. laughs> So you like, well, back to you. Talk, talk to me about you rather than five G tills. So you, 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 what was it like getting in front of seven hundred people? Then you shine yourself. Were you, were you buzzing? Were you steaming? Were you? Was um, no, I was buzzing. I think I got to that night, and I was like, for very early on when I started gigging regularly, I did think I'm not going to let nerves get in the way now because it's too enjoyable these things are supposed to be enjoyed life is too short you're allowed to be nervous but don't let it ruin the gig so I used to get nervous maybe a week before the gig and now I get nervous maybe five minutes before I get called on to stage but it's a good nerves it makes you it it makes you day better but I was obviously shouting it that night because it was the biggest gig of my life but um, it was a great gig and I, I think an Australian won it so there we go Scottish comedian of the year and a fucking Australian won it Aye. not that I'm better he's <laughs> great granny was Scottish or something wasn't it he's allowed to enter it the O2 what was, what was the O2 like was, was it the one no the one in Circuit Hall Street was it the one down at the boat Island the South Side that, that one I it was brilliant I mean, it was weird being on stage and thinking I've seen Alabama free here Aye. and now I'm up here talking about Eckies Aye. I mean what a segue it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> see, I've, I've only, I've like, only, I love that venue, man. It's like I was venue. just about to say, I've only ever been, what, I went to see uh, Codaline in there years ago. And uh, it is quite, because it's quite intimate. In fact, I've been twice. Did you ever watch The Staircase on Netflix? 
Aye, that Aye, was so, good. So the staircase, um, see the the American lawyer David Rudolph, I think his name was. He he done a, a UK tour to talk about Aye, the staircase. Aye. So my mum was a big fan. So uh, me and my missus, my mum, I took my mum, and we went to see this guy kind of explain the staircase and all that kind of stuff. And but I could imagine because it is quite intense and it? it's quite enclosed. Aye, quite a good atmosphere. Did they have a support band? <laughs> Aye, Donald Finley. <laughs> How many minutes did you do? I think you know. I think it was only ten minutes. It, it was about fifteen comedians were all doing ten minutes each. And uh, I it went all right. Uh-huh. It, it did go all right. I remember feeling like I should have got something that night, but it is what it is, man. It was. I remember struggling to get gigs and then I got the final and then for the next year I get 150 gigs with it Foxy. chasing it. Uh, so um, they're, they're beneficial and they serve a purpose and see if you're starting off and you're an open spot, I would say get into every competition that you can join for stage uh, time and experience. Uh, see, you spoke about having 10 minutes of material. Do you have a kind of well, how long roughly do you think it would take to come up with that? Does it does it just depend on things that come to your mind, come to your head at that time? I think everybody's different. We've all got we're different ways of kind of coming up with stuff. I'm certainly different now to what I was there. back right. in the day. But, I mean, I try to set myself a goal of doing one hour of new material every year. And I come up with a new hour during the Glasgow Comedy Festival. And then if I want to take it to Edinburgh or go on a tour, I'll do it that way. But I'll do all the open mics during the week to come up with my new material. And then I'll work it into a set for the weekend for when I'm getting paid. But because I've been doing it for so long now, I'll just kind of write it down in bullet points. So like say, like if I had my set list, I would put Guinness, Skinhead, 5G Tower, and then go up on stage and think, I'm going to wing it here about that. Record it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then whatever gets a laugh, then if I think that gets a laugh, I'll keep that and work on it. But I'm quite lucky because Squat Squad's improv as well, so I think it's a muscle. Oh, is it? Aye, aye, aye. I thought I'd seen you post something that just got the scripts for Squat Squad. Is it like, improv to a degree? Or is it just all improv? It's highly improv, but it's like, it's really, I mean, I, I can't talk for other actors, but for me, they'll give you, I, I wouldn't even say it's a script, they give you sides, mm-hmm. w- which is your notes, and it'll just be like, Bobby goes into the station with a kettle, <laughs> and that'll be it. Or Bobby goes into the station with a bag of totty scones, <laughs> and then I just improv off that basis. It will be Joe Hewlett and Chris Grady and stuff that will write those those bullet points. Uh, but I come uh, up with I come up with my own stuff as well. Wow, man! But I mean, like we're, we're such a wee family. Like I, I, was, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think that I've not got an ego. So I'd be on set. I'd say, if this is shit, tell me it's shit. And if you want to give me a line, feed me anything at all. Give me a line. So. The camera guys could be chucking me some stuff. Joe uh, Hillett will pop his head in. The director will say, why don't you say it this way? And we'll probably do it two or three times. But aye, the majority is uh, improv. But I'm there, you're filming for like three days solid, nine in the morning to seven at night. 
I don't think anybody is that funny to improv that long, so I, I'm glad that they're there helping me as well. Aye. Well, it's a lot of pressure filming that length of time. You haven't think it all yourself. That's oh, really, it's fucking... That's so cool, man, to, to notice Aye. it's improv, you know what I mean? Because obviously when you're just watching that, like having the uh, understanding of how these things work, so to hear that you come up with some of that shit, <laughs> Shit is fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, Gav. So oh yeah, oh yeah. people are like, else. I remember I went in for like my audition. I was so like surreal. They f- they thought we can't make him a police officer because he's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So then they came up with Joe Hillett said, "We're going to get. We'll make you a part." And we would like you to be a nuisance who comes into a police station and annoys a police officer. And then boys together kind of came up with the character of Bobby. But because I was working in Asda at the time, they were just like, what do you want them to work as? And I was like, trolley boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like fucking most of the things about my life. Bobby was, uh, I got Bobby because there was a comedian called uh, Gus Limburn that used to call me Bobby Davro and I just thought it was funny Davro. as fuck. Mm. So I just, I done that Bobby and then Muir was after a comedian called Jim Muir who plays a comedian called uh, the Reverend Obadiah Steppenwolf. <laughs> so, Is that where you get a wolf t-shirt? <laughs> no, I go. No. I, I thought I'd, I'd use Muir as a wee tip of the hat towards him because right. I love him. Right. But all the wolf stuff, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> you should have there. Take credit. Which, <laughs> see, see, just going back to your audition, what, what did you audition for? Did you say for a police officer? No, they came at, they, they give you two options. They say you can either be a police officer or a bam. And. I came up with a band, so they, they give you two auditions, you go in and one was in front of Joe and the director Noddy, and then if you get past that, you do a massive group audition, and it's like on-the-spot improv games. So I think uh, my first audition, I was just talking about how I was a guy smuggling cocaine through an airport with Johnny's up Mars, but... Normally, people would drink <laughs> olive oil with a Johnny full of coke. I would just stick the Johnny up my ass. And <laughs> uh, Joe was like, That's really funny, but you need to stop talking about your asshole. And I was like, Great, uh, Fair enough. That, that, that's a few times your assholes came up right in it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Brother, I, 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 I don't know, man. I guess like a tick. I'm like, Get my fart in it. I'll sell you. I'll sell you. <laughs> I fucking, I've brought it up more than once, I'm just getting flashback here, sorry. <laughs> oh no, listen, chat away if it's one of your favourite things. <laughs> one of your favourite fetishes, eh? Aye. 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 What, uh, see if you can think back to one uh, sketch as Bobby, what one, have you got one that kind of sticks out that to be your favourite? I would say one of my favourites is probably the Fat Smurf, the, when I had the blue <laughs> face paint on. Just the silliness of it. I think the Spider-Man was quite funny and all. <laughs> I just love the kind of playing it so straight for something aye, that's aye. so silly. Aye. And uh, I loved when I fell. I fell on a, the grunt. Oh, it's... <laughs> so, but it's, it's been really good. It's been life-changing for me. I can't believe we just filmed. I think that was the six. We finished it there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, the sixth yeah. season. So. Brilliant, man. 
That is a fucking brilliant show. Like, it's really, really good. Oh, uh, thank you. Doesn't he get enough recognition, does it? Really? Disney, man. It, it, like, it really, really doesn't he see something, even like yourself, Jordan Young as well. Like, my two favourite characters are yourself and uh, Jordan. In fact, I fuck up with too many, I can't. I fucked it now. <laughs> uh, but are you, you Jordan Young. Boy and, there, Gav, uh, I know. You, <laughs> moment. Jordan Young and Grado. But they three characters are just fucking oh, hilarious. Thank man. you. Thank you. But the one, the one you came in as a, we watched it the other day, Kenny. And what member? The, you came in as a yeah, dressed, dressed as a police officer for a car boot sale. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I have noticed that. I mean, some people, some people either love it or they don't know what it is. I, it. But I, I don't mind. I've got any problem with that at all. Um, the feedback I've had has been nice. Um, how did, it's so weird. How, how does Karen keep her straight face all the time? Oh, she's like that in real life, mate. She's a doofus bastard. <laughs> she's not even trying to be funny. She just keeps turning up thinking that she she's a real police officer. I don't know. Karen plays it straight as well. Uh, her name's Karen in real life. I know. I wrote that there before last year. I was using it. Gabby's shitting himself there. Aye. I, th- I think they both the both of you just man. think play it straight, like just play it as straight as possible without being, Aye. well, without trying to be too silly and it just it works but we always laugh that's the beauty of filming when we laugh and make mistakes you just go again but uh, aye, she's, a, she's a model professional she's been she's a call, she's a real actress she's been a to drama school and all that oh, kind great. of stuff you've been really nice now aye I'm like delete that bit <laughs> when I called her a prick <laughs> I'd imagine the, some of the banter you must get on set though must be fucking out of this world because there's some funny people on that well, see, that's the thing in it. They say some people, like, like Jim Carrey apparently, isn't really that funny in real life. Didn't they? They say uh, that some maybe. comedians aren't that funny, but you're going to say everybody's brilliant, aren't you? Well, I only film with Karen. I don't film with anybody oh, else. Oh, you, you know? Yeah. Oh, right, right. So, say it's a six-week shoot. I would get three days. Jordan will get three days. Credo will get three days. So, see that three days, it's only me and Karen for nine in the morning to seven at night. So I don't see anybody else unless it's for the press release or something or press work. But it is a great laugh because you've got Noddy, who's the the director. He's directed Still Game and Lemmy Show and like the cameraman, Craig. Like all these guys have got um, funny bones. The second first director, um, Anne-Marie. Uh, they're, they're all naturally funny it's just a wee family that they've all been together for years so yeah. I get a great laugh on set but sometimes like I hit the giggles a couple of weeks ago and all and you're like you need to be professional as well but I, I remember uh-huh. hitting the giggles and I was like fuck man mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get rid of them oh because normally I'm alright at keeping a straight face but as soon as I hit the giggles I was like I felt like I was going to have a panic attack or something because there's just like 20 people standing looking at you waiting for you to stop laughing <laughs> aye, it's just aye, weird because it must be like Kenny, Kenny and I as I said just, just when we started the episode Darren we, we filmed a, um, basically your sponsor done a, wanted to do an interview with us to, for everybody to get to know us because we're always interviewing other people kind of thing so um, we sat down and he's like, right, you know, talk about the podcast and all that. <laughs> just two just couldn't stop laughing for fucking aye. 10 minutes. Just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. So that's the only thing I can do. That was funny. Aye. Nothing funny at all. And that, was in front, and that was in front of one person. 
in a camera. You know what I mean? Aye. So it must. How many how many times do you think it must take you? To, is there a few times it takes you a good fucking ten times to get something, or even more? Well, um, especially that time because I never done anything for five months. I was in lockdown on furlough, no gigs. I was very very rusty. Next thing I know, I'm in a film set. We had no chance to do any improv games, no warm up stuff. It was literally on set action cool. and I'm like oh uh, so but you're just trying to get it recorded just in case what's happened now happened again <laughs> I, plus the, the continuity is a wee bit fucked because I lost three stone during lockdown so oh sorry uh, I was thinking that imagine, imagine you went back pure ripped it <laughs> <laughs> was lockdown for you I just ate weeks off as I can <laughs> steroids off as I can so when, when can we when can we expect a new season do you know honestly I don't know man no. I don't, everything's up in the air right now um, I, 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 need I, new. I need something like that the new. something like that do you have a Hopefully it's going to be soon. I don't think there's much coming out content-wise, so I don't think it would be that long. But uh, I'm just really grateful. I've tried to change my mentality towards my life and think before I was like really probably ungrateful, but then this time I'm thinking how many comedians can say that they filmed a TV show during a global pandemic? No many people mm. can say that. So that's made uh, me very. Uh, that's made me feel a lot of gratitude. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. But do you think good work, though? Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think sometimes it doesn't get recognition because uh, it's BBC, eh? So, what do you think? People are kind of stepping away from watching conventional telly, BBC, ITV, and they're maybe going towards like streaming and stuff like that. Do you think that's maybe why maybe a lot of people don't know about it, or some <laughs> people don't know about it? It's a very popular well, I, thing, I, 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 you're a you dick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> give me the fear. <laughs> no, I think it's like, I mean, it was, uh, it started off as a Monday night at half ten. I know everybody's in their bed at half ten on a Monday night. Do you know what I mean? It's the start of the week. It is what it is, but I'm sure at one point we, we were just like, I mean, obviously nobody's going to ever beat the still game, but after still game, I think we were still game, and then us uh, 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 for for viewing figures. So everybody's got Netflix and Amazon and stuff. But I don't know. It's so weird. It's like because I've not. It's a strange question, Nate. Just what you're thinking about that there. Have you ever watched Community, the American show? Do you know, I've actually got the DVD up there on the shelf. I've no. Uh, Watched it yet though? Because uh, who's the main guy in it? The old guy is it Chevy Chase? He's in it. He's a he's in it. He is in it. He's not the main guy. There's, there's a few. They're all kind of let's all it six or seven people. Uh, is that is that the one with Ken, Ken Jung? Uh -huh, aye, aye. aye, Ken Jung's in it. Uh, the Donald Glover. You know Donald Glover? Aye, aye. Um, uh, this is America. The singer guy. Aye, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Aye. So they're on that. They've done that years and years and years ago. And they always say they would do six seasons in a movie. And they've done six seasons in during lockdown. It went on Netflix. But it was on Netflix like six years ago when it's came back. And the popularity it's had for it, it's just went through the roof and now they're in talks of doing a movie. Well, I just think, just because everybody's in the house, 
See any high players there? So high player, isn't it? As I, as I all, which I. Gaff, man, you're just, you're just, you're just, just a question, mate. Darren Dunn, man, that's shite. Fuck off. <laughs> just you leave. Me and Darren will take it for you, mate. No, I, look, I'm not complaining. It's like, it's weird because I don't, I don't want to say this right, but the famous side, I don't really care about that. You just I want to be funny. Like, I just wanted to be funny and make people laugh. I never thought that I would get paid for it. I never yeah. thought that I would get a TV show. This is all the things that have came and you don't, you're not really prepared for it. So if I can pay my bills and earn a living, make people laugh, you know, people Maddie. people that do get in touch with me, it's so nice feedback and it's gave me a chance to go to things like Panto. Panto was something that I never ever thought I would have done in my life, considering what I do. Because my stand-up comedy material was like really dark, <laughs> uh, very, very, very dark sense of humour. It's like my Twitter kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And then Bobby comes, <laughs> like, because Bobby's like non-offensive, child-like, lovable uh-huh. character that kids love, old people uh-huh. love, even though he's a dafty. And then they come and see, all these old people come and see, watch me do stand-up and I'm talking about hanging myself and taking speed. Like, all right. They're like, that's no Bobby. <laughs> what the fuck's happened to Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 Bobby's had a rough time yet, man. Somebody have a word with him. <laughs> aye. But, I so it's like, I can, it's so weird because like, my, eight, my stand-up comedy is 18 plus, Bobby's, Child friendly, and then I've got Panto. It's such a weird waiver. Do you feel that? Do you feel that some people kind of when they meet you, when they meet you and stuff like that? Do you kind of find that they expect Bobby almost because it's probably. What is it with you tonight? Fuck it. I know, man. Scott Squad shite. I'm like Bobby in real life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, well. See the pair of glasses that Bobby wears. I actually wore them when I was fifteen, and I kept them in a drawer wow. in my in my room because I, I was going. To, I intended to use them as a prop because they were massive on my face when I was fifteen. <laughs> but then when I got <laughs> twenty stone, they were fucking tiny. Uh, so <laughs> is that but, the ones? That, is that the ones that you wear in your Twitter? Your photo? You use it as a use a wee boy? No, man, no. they were my. Uh, I couldn't keep them. NHS belters. <laughs> <laughs> but when I worked in Gla- uh, Asda, I had glasses. So, see, as soon as I'm wearing glasses out in the street, I get recognised all right. the time. But see, as soon as I'm not wearing glasses, I never ever get recognised without glasses. As soon as I've got the specs on, though, it happens quite a lot. Because I've got bad contacts. I, I've got really mm. bad eyesight, so I can only right. wear black, thick framed glasses. I can't wear other any type of specs. Aye. Oh, right, anyway, let's talk about ayahuasca. Aye, aye. Aye, so well, I've seen that obviously you, you've been quite you've been quite open about like certain struggles and stuff you've had, which is which is great because it's kind of highlights it to a lot of people who are probably scared to see it. Do you know what I mean? So seeing somebody like yourself say that it's a big big kind of uplift for people, do you know what I mean? So I've seen obviously you travel to fucking Peruvian rainforest yeah. to go and take ayahuasca. It was a thirty two hour round trip. 32 hours mate um, it was obviously that was like I had to wait in Amsterdam airport for 7 hours and stuff but 32 hours there and back it was it was insane uh, but I'm glad that I did it I don't regret it I think I just hit a, a brick wall in my life when I was thinking 
I was on like antidepressants and stuff and I don't want to be controversial but they were me working for me aye, aye. and I just thought I feel like I'm poisoning poisoning my mind my body and my soul with my diet alcohol drugs and antidepressants and that's when I boned up to 20 stone and I just thought because I used to always be like the fat funny drunk guy and then it just wasn't funny anymore and I could feel it like I could feel my health going downhill I was like I'm 28 years old I was getting chest pains a lot lots of panic attacks and I thought something really I think I I need to go drastically and Mm -hmm. do something here so I went over to Peru I think it was two weeks it made me realise so much like because I had to go, it made me realise that I have a problem with food, like 100%, see like junk food and sugar and stuff, because you have to go on a detox, uh, you had to go on a, a week detox before I go there, That's right. so I, I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop eating junk food, I, I remember, it's probably funny now, but see the, the night before I went, I was eating kebabs and drinking iron brew and stuff. I just couldn't <laughs> stop doing it. And then see when I got to Peru and I was coming off all that shit, it felt like I was coming off a drug. It was, it was horrible. It was embarrassing as well, but like I can't believe I've got to that stage where I'm so reliant on uh-huh. like self-medicating yeah. really with uh-huh. fucking junk food. What was it like? So we quite enjoyed Joe Rogan, eh? Yeah, we aye, really like Joe Rogan. He, he's had a lot of people talking about it and uh, going to the retreat. Even, even that... Uh, James English, you done it. Aye. No, I was thinking about Miley Cyrus, mate. That's what I was thinking about. Oh, did she? Hannah right. Montana, man. She's went and done ayahuasca. <laughs> Hi, it's. Uh, yes. It was pretty terrifying. Um, I wouldn't recommend taking ayahuasca. It was just to the point because everything I do is for comedy and to get material as well. And see right. when you're there and you're taking it, I did think, "Oh, I'm going to die here," because. At certain points, I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move. I think I went five and a half days without food as well. Just couldn't eat. My ankles were swelling up and stuff. I I went through a proper detox and I had to drink this six times. So it was fucking terrifying, man. So I think it broke us. And then by the time I came back, it it planted a seed to improve my life. But... You think you think your life is tough. I thought I was depressed, and then you go there and you do something like that, mm-hmm. and it just shows you how good life is. What was your first sort of experience in Peru? I, I, again, the article was talking about you were going up the fucking Amazon River and a wee boat and all that. Like that must have been quite surreal as well. It was mental because have you ever watched Apocalypse Now? No. It's a really amazing war film for back in the seventies and uh, I was obsessed with it for some reason. I used to watch it all the time before I went to Peru, so my heat was fucked and <laughs> I was going up this boat up the Amazon rainforest thinking I was in apocalypse now. <laughs> uh, but it was it was mental, like I got to the jungle, there was a, a family there that worked with the shaman and they've always they always work with them and they've always been in the jungle 
And when I got off the boat, they looked at me like I was an alien. And it turns out that they've never seen a fat person before. I mean, they might have seen a fat person, but they've not seen a 20 stone person. So there was a, wow. there was a guy there that was looking at me like I was an actual alien. And I ended up becoming quite friendly with him. And it was so weird because he never spoke English and I, I never spoke his language. Right. But see... Honestly, see, within 10 days, we could communicate to each other. And it was just like, you don't even think about language or skin colour or or anything like that. But it was just, I mean, I never brushed my, they give you leaves to brush your teeth. You're not allowed to drink cold water. No showers. You had to get a wash in the river, but I was too fat to go into the river, so I just done that. Fuck that! I'm not going to wash. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never had a wash in about two weeks. Fuck! Was you sitting man, sitting next man, to unicorn the way here, man? Fuck that! I oh, know, man. It's mental. No, you, you get one in the sink before you go in the swim. <laughs> Hi. So, what was the actual experience like, though? So, like, obviously, you said you drank it six times, but it's it's one of the well, it's one of the most fucking uh, what do you call it? Intense. Psych- most strongest psychedelic, psychedelic drugs in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I put it this way, like see anything that you've read about or looked up on it, if you've mm-hmm. heard any interviews about anybody talking about it, I would say it's probably true. Yeah. You drink it and it is the most rancid thing that you'll ever take in your life. It is like drinking oil. Um, it tastes like shite it tastes like oil it tastes like dirt it's so rancid and I say this without exaggerating Mm -hmm. you actually dread drinking it again like you've got one day on one day off see that see the day off that you need Mm -hmm. to rest it's spent thinking I can't believe I need to drink that I I cannot (laughs) believe and then you're like that to everybody I'm not drinking that see if they offer me that fuck that I'm not drinking that because it is the most disgusting thing I've never experienced anything like that it makes you instantly drink and then you just do that like it just makes your body and that's what it's designed today it makes you punch you get a wee punch bucket a wee tiny bowl and you just punch into this bucket supposedly meant mentally, spiritually and physically. And when I drank it, I was just purging into a bucket a bucket for four hours. Um madness, absolute madness. But you get visions, you get out of body experiences, uh it's like some shit that you see you're like, I don't really want to tell anybody that case they think I'm off my nut or uh-huh. Like it was just it like a movie? Was it like being in a movie? Like because it was that just strange and surreal. I yep, strange and surreal, and I could feel like when I was being sick into a bucket, I could feel like anxiety and depression and stress. I could feel that actually leave me and go into yeah. this bucket, and I'm like, I can't believe that. And see, since then, I've never really experienced suffered through it like that. Depression, I've had a bad day, maybe stressed, but I think since that happened to me, I've been pretty laid back. Uh, I've took my life really easy. Uh, Before, I used to have a bit of a temper and stuff, and but the visions I was getting was like I remember having a vision of like maybe me being cheeky. Say, I was being cheeky to my mom and my dad, 
and then leaving their house. So the vision I would see would it would show me that from their point of view. Oof. It was pretty pretty much a head fuck. It was really, really intense, man. I wouldn't recommend it for the faint hearted. I certainly wouldn't recommend it for a laugh or no, you know, people would no. think, Oh, I'd go out to see what it's like. It is proper I like insane. Things, eh? Is it, is it is it true obviously everybody meets mother ayahuasca and so this same sort of person and everybody who's took it has that same sort of experience we we have is that i that i would say i had i had that experience i can't remember maybe it was my fourth time i was being sick into the bucket and i was i think i was dehydrated so there was nothing coming up mm-hmm. and it was really uncomfortable i think that was probably when i was like five days food and I was just exhausted. And I had this feeling that somebody walked up to me. A bunch of women walked up to me and she placed her palm on my back. And every time she push, pushed up, I was sick. And then after that, I was like that to, there was an English speaking guy there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who was that that came up to help me be sick there? And he was like, nobody was beside you. And I was like, there was a group of women running about me, um, helping me be sick into this bucket. And they were like, there was nobody around you. And I had this feeling that it was like a female like being that helped <laughs> me through it. It's so weird saying that out loud because it's sounding like, like a psychopath. But. No, I know a person that I met first area, he'd done it and he, he says, let people see this and because there's ayahuasca and there's something that's apparently similar to ayahuasca, but it's, but it's no. And that's it's a DMT? Aye. Uh, so that's really, really, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Because if you want, you should be doing it through the kind of way you've done it, if people are needing it. Aye. Uh, I mean, uh, guess what I've got today, boys? It's, it's no like that. It's a, it's a proper process. Uh, Aye. Why six it was, times? Why six uh, times? See, in all honesty, I, I don't know. Uh, and I remember being there and there was a few there was like people there there was a woman there from Portugal and she was saying this will pro- this is too intense for you like you shouldn't be here it's too it will be too strong you should have went somewhere that's you know is intense because you can go and take it in places that you don't need to detox you can go to like mm-hmm. a hotel and get a shower and I went like in the deep end but then I'm like that straight away I'm thinking I'm never going to do it again I might as well go on about it but it was mental see lying in the jungle as well see the the noise of the jungle my pal was there he never had earplugs do you know within four days I would say he nearly had a mental breakdown because he couldn't sleep see the noise uh, just insects and monkeys and all oh, that shit at night, like I would take no my earplug out. But he he never bought them. He never had them. You don't get them. So <laughs> I'm we're, we're, you're there, man. We're, we're in the middle of the Amazon jungle, mate. There's no shorts. As a fucking sparrow in the corner. Where did your ears fade? Just roll up leaves and just put them in the <laughs> We we go shopping before it, and the guy tells you, look, bring oh, okay. a torch, uh-huh. bring earplugs, and for some reason he never bought. Oh. bought himself earplugs but you do that with your earplug and it's just like <laughs> 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 
put that back in. We had armed guards as well. We had I had an armed guard protecting me 24 hours a day, a guy walking about with a shotgun because he was just like, you're white and European, we could sell you. And I'm like, mm. oh, all right. Mm. Fuck. Many pennies, man. Many, many pennies for you. Aye, he's like looking at me because I'm fat. Like, oh, you'd be a lot of money. <laughs> Is it money, mate? Is that what you are? <laughs> the weird thing about ayahuasca is it's fucking it's tree bark, isn't it? You like tree bark. Two different types of tree bark, and it's DMT, and they brew it in a pot, and the shaman blesses it, and he does all that kind of stuff. But um, I think that's how I think that's how it's made. Right. It's so weird as well because see, before I did it, I was obsessed with it, and it was my life, and I knew everything about it. And then, see, as soon as I've done it, it feels like a lifetime ago, even though right. it was only it's... maybe three years ago. Uh, it's all packed away and it's done so you don't need to really Aye. Nah. Aye. but I'd say I mean part of the you need to stop taking antidepressants one of the like because you can't take ayahuasca and take antidepressants no. so I stopped taking antidepressants and I've not took them since so probably been the best thing for me Aye. what to be said for antidepressants in there but that's just I think not to be controversial they serve a purpose but that's all they do they, serve, they plug the crack in the dam before it snaps uh-huh. like bricks that's but a great way of, aye, that's a perfect way. analogy aye. 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 so what's uh, I, know, I know we touched on at the start of the podcast we talked about your, your favourite comedians and stuff like that who would you say if you had to pick like one favourite comedian or double act or whatever would it, who do you think it would be I love how we're moving on for I wanted to hang myself and eat speed, so I Peter K man, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> we bring it back up again, didn't we? We can't just go any other really, really bad thoughts down. <laughs> you can if you want, mate. Feel free. It's <laughs> She's about laying in my community DVD or something. <laughs> no, I'd say, uh, I mean, the greatest for me, the greatest comedian of all time, probably for me, has to be Richard Pryor. Richard Even Pryor. though I grew up watching a lot of Eddie Murphy, but then when I watched Richard Pryor later on in life, Aye. They were very similar. So obviously mm-hmm. I knew that Eddie Murphy was inspired by Richard Pryor, but they need to be up there. Obviously Vic and Bob, but you know, it was it, all the Scottish comedians always say Billy Conley. Billy Conley was not really my favourite comedian, even though I do love him. But Aye. I grew up with a lot of American humour. Like when I was younger, it was planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy, <laughs> Steve Martin. Um, what about Bob? Like Bill Murray, Ghostbusters. That was that was my humour. Ghostbusters was brilliant, man. Oh, okay. oh, first, oh. first time I ever seen Richard Pryor was a. Uh, I watched. I think it was me, myself, and Irene. Jim Carrey and he's watching Richard Pryor with his three wins, the three big black boys and uh, I was like I wonder who that is they're watching and then I watched one of his sets and I was, he is fucking hilarious man Aye. he is really really good that's an amazing film by the way one that's of the amazing. best films out uh, but modern day I don't really I don't know like have you heard you have uh, time to watch do you get time to watch other comedians or are you just you're busy doing anything and 
during lockdown I've not been watching stand-up but I've been watching Mm -hmm. a lot of TV shows and films but when I was doing my own stuff I would always stay and watch other comedian sets and all that kind of stuff but I've been in Scotland so long I was trying to maybe go down to London and stuff and obviously wanting to branch out but Mm -hmm. everything like that has been put on hold right now but I always love stand-up comedy I love comedy so uh, I mean Kevin Bridges is fucking unbelievable He's yeah. he's got funny bones. Frankie Boyle, Frankie he's Boyle. got funky boils. Yeah. Like when I was first starting off, and Frankie Boyle was there. There's see, you know who else? I've I've totally had a mind fart here. Uh, Ga- see Gary Tankamander. The who's oh, the guy? Aye, that, aye. Who's is it? Greg? I Greg McHugh. Greg McHugh. He used to be a stand-up comedian, right? And I used to go and watch him when I was 18 and he used to compare the Glasgow stand and see when he used to compare it in day sets, you could actually feel electricity in there. Like (laughs) he was fucking unbelievable, like unbelievable. And then he went to pursue acting, but Mm -hmm. he was on any time I seen him, he was outstanding. And that was even before he did Gary Tank Commander and stuff. Do you ever watch any just get other passions? No, I'm just going to say you get other passions Aye. and you pursue that. You can always come back Aye. to comedy, so. Aye. But uh, do you ever watch any kind of foreign comics? Like there's a guy, um, what was his name? Steve Hughes. He's Australian, but he does a lot in the UK. Have you ever listened to him? Yeah, I gigged with him actually when I was, uh, years ago when I was just starting off. He did a gig... Oh God, where was it again? I think it was in the garage. It was me, him, and Reginald Hunter. Right. And uh, Stephen Hughes was brilliant. Um, aye, aye, he's great. I think I've seen him at, at the live at the Apollo. He's been on that as well. Aye, he's all right. Aye. But he was funny. I, I hadn't seen him, and I seen him the first time last week. A boy in work showed me him. Uh, Aye. Some of his stuff is fucking, like you say, it was quite close, close to the bone. That's what I like. I like, that's why I like somebody like, see, you're talking about yourself, your dark humour, and Frankie Boyle is fucking so close to the bone. He's past the bone, yeah. man. He's broke the bone. Yeah, I'm uh, Frankie Boyle, man. <laughs> brilliant, man. And see, see people who say that, oh, fucking, oh, that shit, I don't like that stuff. You're like, don't watch it then. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Aye, they're, they're so against it, but yet they still watch it so that they can. They can Put it down, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, fucking just don't watch it. That's that, Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, future for you then? So, obviously, you've said maybe branching out and maybe trying your arm and maybe somewhere like London or is that obviously everything's on hold anyway, but eventually that's what you're kind of looking to do. Yeah, I'd love to start doing stand up around the UK. Um, I'd love to be in a film, like, to to get an acting part in a movie. I love horror. Like, that's my first love, even though I love comedy, but <laughs> uh, horror films and sci-fi and stuff. So I'd, like, I'd love to be like, did you watch Dez? Where, my missus watched that. Was that with David Tennant? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even that. though it's, I mean, it's pretty grim, but it's to be an actor, I, I it's mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Nielsen, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to do something like that, just totally different for Bobby, completely different. Uh, uh, like, have you seen Mandy with Nicolas Cage? No. 
I feel like, so like you've asked us be like that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a weird film. It's like a really weird retro film. And Nicolas Cage is known as this like eccentric actor that's kind of just does any films. But Mandy is about a guy who's a logger and he lives in the woods with his wife and his wife gets kidnapped off of a cult. And Nicholas, Nicholas Cage goes looking for his wife. And it's honestly incredible. It's, but everything about it is amazing. The soundtrack, the, the visual, everything is so surreal. And Nicholas Cage actually downplays it a wee bit. So he's not your typical mental Nicholas Cage in it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's, that's my type of shit. That's the uh-huh. type of films that I love. Just weird and odd. And, but then I love the Scottish stuff like Peter Mullen and Tyrannosaur and Dead Man's Shoes and This Is England and stuff. And I'm absolutely, I crave to just be in something like that, to just play a mad oddball bastard and a mad serial fella. A serial fella. A serial fella and a fella. Do you know, see when you're saying that there, do you know, I just had this wee thought, do you know how I'd fucking love to see you play? The Joker. Yeah. Oh, no way. I'd love that, mate. See, see when you're saying there, like, just a pure, you'd love to play a pure oddball psychopath, like that is, especially the most recent film, but, Joaquin Phoenix was fucking unbelievable in that. Yeah. I mean, I, see, I, I know I've seen, I've seen the others six times. I've actually seen the Joker six times. Like, Aye. I just... That was I, a different I said, on the Joker bit, wasn't it? That was a pure... Wow. I think I said something like, it's not perfect, but it's the closest to perfect that I've ever seen for a film. Like... Mm. I never looked at it like it was a superhero film. It was just a guy descending into madness. Uh-huh. And Phoenix was just incredible. Like, I love him. He's probably one of my favourite actors. He inspired me to be vegan. He just... The film is a 10 out of 10, man. I'm so glad uh, that uh, they cleared uh, up at the Oscars. Have you heard the soundtrack as well? And the film? I'm assuming it would be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, fucking it amazing, man. Well, get it on Spotify when you're chilling out. I mean, knowing the film, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, right. I haven't yours than that. <laughs> but I fucking Darren is what, a joker. How do you find? How do you find being vegan? If you, you're accustomed to it now, was it a bit of a process? Do you do CBD uh, as well, didn't you? I do CBD. I I put it in my morning coffee, just a couple of drops in my coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like it helps me. The guy mm-hmm. in the shop told me treat it like a vitamin, and that's what I treat it like. I just treat it like a vitamin. I don't look into it too much. I don't overthink it. People are like, oh, you're fucking going to fail a drug test. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing illegal about it. There's, no, there's no at all, man. No. So it, I feel like it helps me. But being the vegan, like, I just... The all or nothing attitude always used to make me fail. And I've not applied that to being a vegan. I just try my best. I don't mm-hmm. eat meat, fish, cheese, dairy. But see, if I'm going to have a biscuit with my cup of tea and my moggies with a biscuit, I'm just going to eat it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to... You're not going to pure... run next door and check their apple and... Aye, like, aye, aye. But, oh, is that vegan? Because you know, aye, is that digestive goat fucking milk in it? <laughs> but I won't like. Obviously, I'm not going to take the piss. I'll be vegan as I possibly can. Uh-huh. I think it's vegan for health reasons, and then everything else came about animals and stuff. But when I was twenty stone, I thought 
I need to drastically lose weight and to get as fit as I possibly can. I looked at veganism as an elimination diet. I'm eliminating McDonald's, kebabs, yeah. crisps, all that nonsense. I'm getting as much veg into my body as possible. And then after maybe two weeks or something, I realised, because I'm a fat bastard, right? It doesn't matter how much weight I lose, I will always have the name there, fat bastard. And after two weeks, I was like, this food actually tastes amazing. And I was eating a lot of things for the first time, like sea salads with beautiful, like, dressings and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was just making me feel instantly amazing. I was getting, like, mild euphoria after I started Mm -hmm. eating things like kimchi and sauerkraut and all that. And then through that I just started looking up see I've got, I've not got a problem with people eating meat but I, I think about the quality of meat and stuff and see when I was working in Asda the actual quality of meat is just not that good and I think there's just too much there's too many people eating too much meat and it's just we're no Joe Rogan we are can fucking uh, hunt uh, elk do you know what I mean <laughs> Mm-hmm. See if I could hunt elk, I probably would, but I can't. So I'll just be <laughs> vegan. You're actually not quite an extremist, eh? <clears throat> no extremist is in that you actually fucking bring the world to its knees. But if you go do something, you do it to the, the the extreme, like with ayahuasca, you're like just going to the fucking maddest and the best one. And when you're like, right, eliminate something, like right, I'm eliminating everything that's bad for me. I'm just starting fresh. I'm going to do that. I, I, and you know, years ago, I would say that was a disadvantage in my life. Nah. And now I try to use it in, for the positive. So, uh, but I'm definitely like that. I'm like, at the start of lockdown, I started intermittent fasting and I fucking fasted for 120 days. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid man in a row. <laughs> 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 but then see when I gear up I just say ah fuck that I can't be asked anywhere but then but see for that 120 days I'm like you've ever heard the intermittent fasting <laughs> go out and lick a 5G tower fucking cold right and then don't eat for 16 hours and you'll be alright <laughs> that's a fast track version of Dana but I'm not like yet I'm, <laughs> I'm a VM <laughs> club man <laughs> I'm in a 30 minute sleep club mate I I Darren, I watched, um, well, me and my missus watched Game Changers uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we, my missus always got like, stomach problems and stuff like that. Um, and, do you know, the one thing she'd never eliminated was meat. So, right, lockdown happened. Why did we, not even, we weren't trying to be vegan, we were just trying to be, start with vegetarian, you know what I mean? Just try and eat a bit more, um, a bit less meat, sorry, and like you, we weren't, ugh, I wasn't really going extreme. If we, if we went for dinner and I wanted a steak, I would have a steak. Do you know what I mean? But see the benefits of, because it was all today with the, the sort of bad bacteria in your gut and stuff like that, and this inflammation and blah, blah, blah. And see, within about two weeks, it's a fucking, it was a massive difference. Like, uh, I think a lot of people, when they hear like vegan or vegetarian, oh, fuck that. Like, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But see, when you actually have, see, when you think about the quality of food you're having, and the taste of it as well, like you're saying, sometimes you're like, fucking hell, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you don't miss it, do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, well, all I've done is eat meat for the last week, but... I <laughs> <laughs> want to see that, Gav, man, I want to throw you under the bus. Dipping sausages in the Guinness, like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but see, see when you don't look at it, like see when you've no got an angle, like I just want to be fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. If somebody told me I could be fit and healthy through eating meat, I would do that, but... 
for what I've learned is I'm fit and healthy through a vegan lifestyle. And you work in a gym, so you'll know that I went to a, a personal trainer once and the first thing he told me was to stop drinking milk. And I was like, what? And he's like, I stop drinking milk. He, he led me. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I was like, what about calcium? And he's like, there's nothing milk can do for you. And that totally blew my mind. He's like, you need milk when obviously you're a baby, you need milk. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was just like... I never knew that. I thought milk was good for you. Just empty Stop calories. You're in milk. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I never. I never knew any of that. So I don't. When people uh, argue with me online and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you're a vegan," I, I wouldn't say I'm a mad vegan. Uh, no, I'm, not I, I'm. I'm open-minded. I don't judge anybody. Um, I miss fucking kebabs every day of my life. I miss them like a lover misses stuff. See that way when somebody goes away to World War Two and they're running away in the train and the fucking bugs chasing a guy in the train. That's like me and a kebab. I miss I miss kebabs every day. Is it the kebab that's leaving or you that's leaving? It's me. It's me that's leaving. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if I was chasing a kebab, I'd catch it. It's <laughs> fuck me, man. <laughs> no, but um, like never seen never, but. I'm, I'm just going to keep... As long as you keep smoking. Uh, it's working, aye, clearly. I mean. But game changers are good. Gut health is amazing. I've, I've, I'm mad for the gut health. Yeah. I take all my vitamins and stuff. I mean, that's how I suppose Joe Rogan is good because if I, not, I wouldn't have went vegan if it wasn't for Joe Rogan because I heard uh, Rich Roll. Rich Roll went on his podcast as a guest and then I started listening to him. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, but he's about information, does it? Again, recently, he spoke about the whole veganism thing again recently, and even had the guy for the game changers on, eh? They had both and of them, they, yeah. Done it, ah, yeah. Through, they had the guy for the other side debunking it, and then they had the what's the name of that guy, the MMA guy, Gaff? I know who it is. But it's like, I mean, no matter what, I think we're all going to be vegan one day anyway. I think meat will become such a... Meat will be like caviar. Do you know what I mean? There's just... Just so rare. Aye. Like... 5G towers fucking (laughs) 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 Oh, man, but... Will you get Nels to add, Gaff? Because why let Darren get to his bed? Says he's got McDonald's coming in 20 minutes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ripping the head off. <laughs> in between a cheeseburger. Oh, here, man, don't. I'm getting a chubby. <laughs> I'll do that for my OnlyFans account. I'll pump a cheeseburger. <laughs> do you want to plug your OnlyFans account? What we're here on? Aye. At veganfarter.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, no uh, to answer your question Kenny no uh, I think the only, the only last thing just we were talking about vegan and um, your Twitter name and stuff like that or your name is you're known as the vegan gorilla right. so, so obviously you changed the vegan gorilla to when you became vegan but where, what's the gorilla part is that when you were kind of a bit heavier and stuff like that no really it was strong, that he could have been a really strong person hi <laughs> I actually seen, when I was researching about going vegan, I seen a meme and it was a picture of a gorilla and it just says, where do you get your vegan from, bro? And I thought, <laughs> that is funny as fuck. Because I never, yeah. never realised gorillas just eat veg. They don't eat meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how that happened. Brilliant. Right, well, uh, Darren, we've got one more question for you. We ask 
Oh, I guess on. Um, very last question. So, if you could have one drink and one drink only, what would you have and who would it be with? Does it have to be alcohol? No, ain't at all. Nah, ain't you want with anybody past or present? Or? With anybody? I would say I would love to have a chocolate milkshake right. with Chris Farley. Chris Farley? Who's Chris Farley? He's a, <laughs> I can't even believe you two bastards just <laughs> said that. <laughs> Sorry. I was pure He's pretty. Uh, pause this and quickly Google him and then we'll come back. Like, oh, Chris, Chris Farley, hi. He's an old American comedian that was in a film called Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. He used to be a right. cast member of Saturday Night Live. Oh, right. He was uh, supposed to be the original Shrek, but oh. he died. He died of a drug, overdose, a, a drug overdose in a hotel room, and then Mike Myers took care of him. But he's probably one of the most funniest people I've ever watched in my life. And I'd have a chocolate milkshake with him. So. Nice, oh, man. A vegan chocolate milkshake. <laughs> Aye, hopefully. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, he had a drink problem as well, just like me. So I'm like, fuck it, chocolate milkshakes. Chocolate, chocolate milkshakes for the boys. Man. <laughs> but when I, when I was an alky, I'd say I'd probably have a pint of vodka with uh, Pete Dockery or something. I forget it. Proper date mental, man. What about you? Well... I've changed mine about fucking three times now, so... Kenny, Kenny's just... We should change it every time. We, we Aye, fuck it, we'll just go and see what I feel right. Go go for it. Yours is, yours is quite a nice one, man. Oh, I see my nice, my nice one that we recorded. Uh, my dad passed away when I was quite young, before I was 18, so I said I'd like to just sit and have a pint with him. That'd be pretty cool, man. Because he's never got the... That's nice. Then I come in with a pure stupid one and fuck it all up. Aye, so. once you sit down and have a curly wurly, ah, you know. With fucking Scooby-Doo. Now <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a fucking apple juice with Scooby-Doo and you're talking about your back. <laughs> you dick, said so the I, pellet. <laughs> I said, I said uh, my answer was I wanted to have a Manhattan with uh, Barack Obama. Fucking love Barack Obama, man. I just thought he was cool. cool, man. He is cool. I feel like I need to change it now because the mirror I say it, the mirror mm. shite it sounds. How can it sound? It, just, it sounds the same every time. Yeah. Aye, but to me, it's it feels shady. Shady. Oh, cheers, mate. No, it is good. <laughs> what would you ask Barack Obama? We'd be like, who, who was? Was the white house? First of all, I'd want to say, ah, but what do you think of Donald many Trump? Rooms, many rooms. <laughs> many rooms. Many rooms. Would you think of Donald Trump? That's what I would want to ask him. Like, honestly, what do you think of this guy? Because he's fucking nuts, isn't he? Let's be honest. So. Ah, he's brilliant, man. Good entertainment. But anyway, but... Darren, fucking Aye. absolute pleasure, Darren, mate. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Aye, over the moon, mate. Absolute pleasure. No bother, boys. How long have we, we, we doing that for there? Yeah, it was about an hour and a half. Aye, Aye. Aye. So, great stuff. So, long, man. You, 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 <laughs> you, like, who did invoice for this? For <laughs> Ga- Gavin, yeah, anyway. Gavin, 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 Gavin's already pennies, man. It's, eight, it's 800 quid each, by the way. £1,600 <laughs> <laughs> like, pound just to down, Gav, mate. <laughs> Kill me, I'll get that. Uh, bye, mate. If, if you're ever up for it again, it'd be fucking amazing. So, uh, when everything's coming back up and running, let us know about your stand-up as well, because I'd, for one, 100% ah, be coming to see you. I didn't see it, man. Aye. Brilliant, 100%. boys. Look, see, when you have this up as well, feel free to tag me. I'll share it. If you want me to come back on, I'll come back on. No worries. But, but it was a good chat tonight, by the way. It was a good laugh. I enjoyed it. Thank man. you very That's much. Good, man. That's what we always worry, didn't we? We always worry that. 
we're just two fucking idiots, aren't we? Just, <laughs> just I was thinking, imagine if it was near recording, man, I'd be fucking devastated right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Danny, you recording no. that? Shut up, stop being... You click your mouse like you're your finger through your laptop, man. <laughs> You've seen my fucking laptop, man. I load it with coal for 30 minutes before we come on. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, bye. But anyway, right. I'll let you go on, mate. And uh, thanks Sorry, again. Mate. Absolute pleasure. Hey, boys, boys. All the best, right. mate. Talk Speak to you soon, soon mate. Bye bye. Bye bye.